JFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you, John Kerrick in for Brad Brown on SFM Sports Wrap today. Busy sporting program coming up. Kevin Peterson is coming to South Africa. He's going to be playing for the Dolphins. We'll be hearing from Lance Klusner. Also analyze the Bafana Bafana side up against Senegal tonight. Predictions of a draw. What do you think? Uh, we take, should we take your SMSs? 34701. What is your scoreline prediction? Bafana against uh, Senegal later on today at the Orlando Stadium. Before we get into all of that, let's go through your sporting headlines that have been making news today. Today we start with Sheikh Mashaba. Seven changes to that side that will be taking on the Senegal at the Nelson Mandela Challenge today. It's happening at the Orlando Stadium at 7 o'clock. If you're in the area, go along and support Bafana Bafana. Apparently ticket sales are a little bit slow. We'll be hearing from the coaches and the players later on in the program. Euro 2016 matches today. Just a couple of interesting ones. England take on Switzerland today. Wayne Rooney, the captain, will break the record of the most goals for England if he scores against Switzerland today. Macedonia hosts Spain and also Austria up against Sweden. Those matches kick off at a quarter to nine tonight. Orlando Pirates striker Kermit Erasmus says that he couldn't have wished for a better club to pay for than the Buccaneers. 25-year-old was linked for a move to the Egyptian giants Zamalek during the off-season transfer period. That speculation grew when Pirates went to play against the club in July, but it's been dismissed by the Parktown side. Erasmus says he's comfortable at Pirates. The club, he says, has given him an opportunity to showcase his talent and grow as a footballer. I'm at the biggest club in, in, in South Africa. I think uh, I'm, I'm at a place where I'm comfortable and I'm, I'm trying to improve every day and I'm giving the platform to, to showcase what I'm capable of. And I think I've had the best season I've ever had since coming back to South Africa in the PSL last season. And I just want to improve, improve on that. So for me, it's just uh, doing what I love doing and, and being comfortable. My family's comfortable here and, you know, everybody's is at ease. And it's just for me to, to display what I'm capable of. Still celebrations in South Africa. Kevin Anderson threw to the quarterfinals of that Grand Slam event for the first time in his career last night. He beat third seed Brett Andy Murray in four sets. Andy Murray using a few F-bombs towards the end of that match. First time since 2010 that Andy Murray has lost between the quarterfinals of a Grand Slam. No, just, yeah, I'm a little lost for words right now. You know, obviously coming out here playing Andy, it's a very tough matchup and you know, I just managed to keep my composure throughout and honestly played probably one of the best matches of my life and obviously to get through to the quarterfinals for the first time here in New York feels very, just amazing. Well, Anderson could become just the fourth South African to break into the top ten in the world rankings. Obviously it would be, it would, it would be great. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not sure where I am right now. I mean, I feel like that's something that takes care of, you know, all, all the other things I'm focused on. I mean, you can't sort of force that. I mean, it just happens. Obviously, matches like today, um, you know, help a lot. But um, I think it's just the path. I mean, and I feel like I'm definitely on the right path. I'm giving myself the best chances. And, you know, I obviously work hard to take those opportunities. So, you know, if I'm able to do that, it would definitely be you know, a terrific feeling. We'll have more from Courtney Walsh in the program this evening. The Williams, Rivers, Williams sisters playing against each other at the US Open today. More on that later on. Let's go to rugby now. The All Blacks had their final training session at Auckland's Eden Park before their departure for the Rugby World Cup in England. New Zealand play their opening pool match against Argentina at Wembley on the 20th of September. Then they have pool matches against Tonga, Georgia and Namibia. Here's flanker Sam Kane. Yeah, the key message has been, you know, we've got to go out there and earn the right to progress um, further in the tournament, you know, we can't take anything for granted, and it's truly as tough as sometimes people make it out. We are truly focusing week by week, day by day. 
Golden Lions captain Warren Whiteley will remain sidelined for their Curry Cup clash against the Blue Bulls at Loftus on Saturday. Number eight was set to make his comeback against the Kings at Ellis Park last weekend, but he's injured his calf just before the game. That injury hasn't yielded yet. He'll miss Saturday's trip to Pretoria. Kevin Peterson is back. We'll have more from Lars Kluzner. He'll play for the Dolphins in the coming Grand Slam T20. He's played for just about every T20 side in the world, but uh, as I said, we'll hear from Lars Kluzner about how he's going to manage the man. And finally, two times Tour de France winner Chris Froome is set to miss the World Road Cycling Championships. He broke his foot in the Vuelta. Spiro Froome crashed early on stage 11 of the race, and Team Sky principal Sir David Bailesford has confirmed that he will be off the bike for a couple of weeks. This is some of your sport headlines. Let's uh, chat tennis now. The US Open underway. Let's get the latest. Courtney Walsh joins us on the line. Good evening to you, Courtney, or good morning to you, New York time. What's the latest, first of all? And look, good evening to you, John. Look, at the moment we have uh, the young French woman, Christiana Mladenovic, on court against Roberta Vinci in a women's quarterfinal. Uh, the occasion seems to be getting to the uh, young French girl. She's, uh, she's been pretty errant so far and trails 4-1 after about 10 minutes, which is uh, well, a super quick start here. Uh, unlike yesterday's play where you know, we saw some marathons, including, of course, uh, Kevin Anderson's fabulous mm-hmm. win over Andy Murray. Uh, that was you interviewing him a little bit earlier on today into the top how close is he to a top 10 finish now well effectively as it stands now he would sit at 10 or 11 depending on how a couple of the other guys go so he sits at 14 in the rankings at the moment now of course if he wins he'll rise even further than Mm. that and he he said look his his goal is to try and make the top 5 which is really a remarkable effort from where he came as as a collegiate sort of player to be you know, to be going so well, it's uh, it's uh, it's a rarity in men's tennis. Yeah, it was a headline in South African newspapers. Uh, it was a late bloomer. He certainly is one of those, isn't he? Look, he is, and look, I think one of the things he's look, he's a really uh, respected and admired guy on the tour. Uh, he works very hard out of uh, Florida. You know, he's such an angular guy, but uh, moves really well. And look, we you know we thought yesterday was a chance. Uh, of upsetting Murray, Murray hates that court that they played on. <laughs> he just showed, you know, but he, Murray played a hell of a match. That mm. just makes, uh, you know, that makes the win by Kevin uh, even better. I think Murray only made 20 unforced errors in four hours and 20 minutes, which just shows you how well Kevin's played there. So that's look, he can go further here, I think. Let's just talk quickly. Murray got quite angry at one point with a, with an extended bathroom break that was taken. Obviously, it breaks the tennis concentration, but was it really that necessary? For him to get that angry, no. Yeah. Look, it, 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 I mean, it happens in sport. And look, Andy, I think, uh, you know, those that have watched him play can get fired up at different things. He, he's generally a pretty fair guy on the court. What Kevin did was no, uh, look, there was nothing wrong with what he did at all. That, uh, that's, that's quite common. And if, uh, I suppose if you've been on court for, for that long, <laughs> and uh, that stage, it was about two hours, he'd had plenty of liquid. And uh, trust me, I'm sweating over here at the moment. He would have sweated a lot and uh, common. So, look... I think that was more Andy trying to get himself fired up mm. than anything untoward by Kevin. Uh, and certainly in the press afterwards, Andy had no uh, no issues at all right. with uh, with what took place. I d- I've never met Andy Murray, but he doesn't seem like the happiest character around. He rarely smiles, does he? <laughs> He's an interesting... Look, I, I've got to say, I ghosted, I ghost wrote for him uh, for my uh, paper in Australia for right. a few years. And off the court, very uh, very dry wit and generally pretty, uh, pretty decent guy. But... Mm. Uh, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't think that when you watch him on court to see the <laughs> angst and the turmoil. <laughs> Let's talk about the big match today: Serena versus Venus. Is is that a foregone conclusion? I, I heard Venus saying that she wants to stop Serena, but is that just talk? Well, if we you know harken back well, more than a decade ago, like we're talking 1997 to through about 2001, 
whenever they played, there was always great suspicion that the uh, the result was preordained by uh, by the father. Since mm-hmm. then, I think uh, since then I think they've legitimately played on their merits. Now, the head to head has uh, Serena fifteen eleven. She's won six of their last seven, but. Venus has really turned back the clock. And look, she did beat her in their last hardcore clash in Canada, you know, about this time last year or in August last year. She's playing really well here. Ah, but God, to see, uh, I'm not so sure a sister would stand in the way of, uh, or a sibling would stand in the way of, uh, a younger, a younger sister making history. It's, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a hell of a story if that was the case. All right. Thank you very much for that. Courtney Wells wrapping up the tennis action for us. More again tomorrow morning from Courtney Wells here on AM Live, right here on SAFM between 104 and 107. SAFM Sports Wrap. Here with SAFM Sports Wrap, John Kerrigan for Brad Brown on this Tuesday evening. Now, Kevin Peterson is joining the Dolphins, but will he be able to be managed by the team? Let's find out. Joined on the line by Lance Klusner. Lance, what does it mean to have KP in the side? Yeah, well, two things for me, really. Um, it, it, it's great to have Kevin with us. He has been with us before. Um, certainly from a playing point of view, it brings that feeliness. It brings someone that can... Uh, can lead our batters, and um, he brings winning as well. Um, you know, his fun touches around around the world, and and, and certainly we at, we at Dolphins are about winning. It's what we want to do, and uh, Kevin's going to add to that. So we're extremely excited. Great work, work ethic, just as, as an aside, um, and certainly someone that um, can maybe leave an impression on our youngsters who are hoping to you know play for South Africa and play for SAA as well. That, that, I was going to bring that up. How important is that leadership role from Kevin Peterson going to be in your side? Extremely important. You know, as I said, he's won trophies around around the world, um, and he's going to bring that experience. He's going to bring that leadership um, to help guys like like Mornay and, and Ryan McLaren and, and David Miller, um, just, to, just to name a few. So. Um, that's extremely important for us, and uh, we're extremely excited to have Kevin with us. What are the Durban crowd? Are they going to accept a Kevin Peterson? He is a homeboy. It's, it's where he grew up. But uh, are, will people be accepting of him? Definitely. Um, as you said, Kevin's a homeboy, and people have a special place in their hearts for you know Kevin, and, and, and at the end of the day, what he's gone out to achieve as, as being a, a, a local Durban person. There's no doubt that uh, the, the local crowd are going to get behind him, but at the same time, it is about performance, and, and Kevin knows that. He said it himself. You know, mm. that people will, will come out to watch, and people want to see winning cricket. And, and, and that's important for me as a coach as well. He's extremely good at T20. He's played just, uh, just about every team in T20. Uh, will, 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 you, will tactics be changed? Will things be changed to work around Kevin Peterson, or will he fit within the team? I'd like to think he'll fit in the team. Certainly, that's how we've looked at it. Um, we've, got a, we've got a lot of... Of, of our own national players as well playing in there, so we need to be mindful of that fact. And uh, you know, we're certainly with, with Kevin's experience, um, he'll fit in quite easily. It is something that we 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 do look at um, uh, in, in in selecting our overseas pros and, and exactly how they're going to fit in. And, and um, so, so Kevin is one of those guys, and we're looking forward to having him for you know the first half of the competition. It's just the first half. What's going to happen after that? Um, we're busy chatting to, to someone else um, who, can, who can fit in there as well. And, and, and also, it's important for me, um, it's important for our team that um, the, the overseas guys that we do sign add value, not just on the field, but certainly off the field with our, with our youngsters as well. We've, we've got an extremely talented and, and young squad and, and a squad that, that I believe 
can win all competitions that we that we take take mm. part in. So it's important that, that those guys add value to to that. You know, just looking back at um, a lot of young South African um, careers that were shaped by overseas pros. You know, Dale Venkenstein, um certainly Sean Pollock, and you know, and myself. We 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 had that that opportunity to learn our game from Malcolm Marshall and, mm. you know, Desmond Haynes left a, a big impression on, on young Cape Town batters, you know, H.D. Ackerman, Jack Callis, um, Herschel Gibbs. So we've, we've seen the, the fruits of that, so, and, and I hope that we can bring quality for, for the sake of our youngsters as well. The Proteas had an early start to the season this year. What are you guys up to now? Um, well, yeah, just, just pre-season, really. Um, but we're certainly looking forward to getting, getting our teeth in into into the season has been a long and, and hopefully productive off season, but uh, you know there's there's five other teams out there that have also had productive off season. So um, you know, just looking forward to for me, most importantly for our season is just seeing how our, our youngsters, our our, our our players that we've had in the system for a while, how they take their opportunity and whether they they turn out to be good enough to to take that that next level and and, and play for South Africa. I can't not ask it if Kevin Peterson is Kevin Peterson a handful. I know I've met him; he's a great guy. Uh, England's saying it's the greatest thing ever that they don't have him anymore. What's your opinion of the man himself? Well, Kevin Kevin's a big personality, and um, you know, but I think I think you need to know which buttons to press. I mean, we've seen how how dangerous Kevin is, and, and how exciting, and how he thrives in the right environment, uh, working with the, with the correct. Um, with the correct management staff, with the correct in, a, in the correct team environment, and, and certainly Dolphins is going to provide that. Absolutely no doubt. Um, I think it's if you don't know how to manage and know what buttons to press with with Kevin Peterson, um, his competitiveness um, will maybe clash with that. But certainly at the Dolphins, um, we've, we've got what that environment that, that Kevin is going to be successful. In. Dolphins coach Lance Klusner joining us on the line. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. The 2015 National Indigenous Games were launched in Polokwane and Limpopo today. They're set to take place between the 20th and 24th of this month. Well, speaking at the launch at the Marepo Casino, the Minister of Sport and Recreation for Kila and Balula has emphasized the importance of participating in the Games. The Games include Hati, Dibeke, Tristokis, Teketo, Itonga, Yuxke, Nkuva and Koko. For the 10th edition of the Indigenous Games, the Department of Sports also partnered with the Department of Traditional Affairs. But Mbalula is concerned by the slow reaction from the Department of Basic Education after all of these years. Basic Education Department is always welcome, but they really drag their feet, those people. I mean, the, the reason why we don't have a school sport in South Africa is because of them. Otherwise, we needed to have school sport in the schools long time ago. Their problems are many, man. Distribution of books, uh, making it a point that uh, kids, uh, you know, get adaptation to the new syllabus and all of that. So they are too slow for my liking. So I, 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 I'm very fast, my sister, so fast and furious. I believe in something that must happen, and then it must happen, everybody must see it. When we talk about school sport, it must happen. Why should it stop? You know, it must happen. Everybody must see kids play. Hey, man, we are spending 20 years talking one and the same thing. School, sport, no transformation. Basic education, no. Sports cannot get involved in school. We sign memorandums after memorandums. Hey, ah, these memorandums are many. 
they are supposed to be here. It's open to them. Traditional affairs is here. They came once. We showed them the indigenous games in Tuade. And then the next year they said they are involved. We are happy. That's how it's supposed to be. Mbalulu also touched on Bafana Bafana who are experiencing a dip in form lately. This past weekend they lost to lowly ranked Mauritania in the AFCON qualifications. Well tonight they play Senegal in the Nelson Mandela Challenge at the Orlando Stadium. Mbalulu agrees that there is a problem but cautions against hasty decisions regarding head coach Sheikhs Mashaba. Uh, give Sheikhs a chance uh, and so on. Uh, if there are deficiencies, Safa must be bold and take decisions. And it must not leave it to the people. They must take decisions. But let's support the coach going forward and give him all the strength and so on. I think there's a lot that needs to be done around our national team. Mbalula congratulated Team South Africa on their good performances in the All-Africa Games in Congo. He says he's proud of the team for always being number one on the continent, adding that it should be good preparation for the Olympic Games in Brazil. By last night, Team South Africa had collected 18 medals, 7 gold, 6 silver and 3 bronze. Well, Mbalula revealed that he'll not be attending Bafana's game tonight as he'll be at the Springboks 2015 Rugby World Cup farewell event. He's confident that they will do well in England. The box performance has also come under fire lately, by transformation issues, but Mbalula says they know how to fight and he's backing them all the way. Leave issues of transformation, those boys can fight. That's why I'm going to England. Not half hearted, convinced. You must never take chances with them. You can accompany them to war. If they do bad this World Cup, uh, it will just be part of the fate, you know. But we've got two World Cups against the best. So I've got no doubt. I can only wish them well and they must go. And all of us, we support them. They must go and represent. I'm confident. And I think our boys must rise and rise to the occasion. The moment and time has arrived. With Durban hosting the 2022 Commonwealth Games, Mbalula says they'll be exploring possibilities of having some of the indigenous games be part of those games. SAFM Sports Wrap. Bafana Bafana head coach Sheikhs Mashab has made seven changes to the team that'll face Senegal. It's in the Nelson Mandela Challenge match at Orlando Stadium in Soweto tonight. Kickoff is just a few minutes at 7 o'clock. Well, injuries to the centre-back duo of Eric Matoho and Rivaldo Kutsia sees Clayton Daniels join Anele Tonta in the area. Siabonga Klapu fills in at right-back. Nzikiisa Mashaba takes over from Siabonga Zulu who played at left-back. Well, Orlando Pirates playmaker Mpo Makola will make his international debut with only Andile Jali retaining his place in the midfield from last weekend. Mashaba is happy with the mood in the camp ahead of the game. I'm sure if you've watched this morning, I was also happy about the mood. The mood was vibrant. I mean, we played the field divided into three parts, different areas. Combinations were there and they were sharing the game together. I think the mood is very well for tomorrow's game. What is left is just to come up with a very good combination. By bouncing back, it's to score goals and win, nothing else, eh? Because playing good football and good football and not scoring goals, it, it counts for nothing. So that's why you saw we're encouraging shooting from outside the box as well. I think uh, winning the game of tomorrow will change the mood. It's a rare start for Daniels at Bafana, and he'll be looking to make a case for himself after coming in as a late replacement for Tulani Flotswayo, who's also injured. Supersport United defender is aware that the opposition's aerial strength will be a big problem tonight. Yeah, we have to look at uh, all the situations, you know, high balls, low balls, balls behind. 
balls on the side. You have to defend as a team, you know, you have to stick as a team and work out to off the ball, you know, and we know on the ball we can play, we can pass the ball very well, we can go behind them. But when that the problem is when we are, when we don't have the ball, then we have to be physical, then we have to show ourselves, you know, as a nation, stick together and fight for, for our ball. No matter how the technical team and players would like to change the mood from last weekend's loss to Mauritania, winning in an international friendly won't change that much. Bafana currently bottom of Group N after a draw with Gambia in the qualifiers. With ticket sales said to be going very slowly for tonight's match, Daniels is pleading with the nation to remain positive. Yeah, it's a perfect opportunity for us, you know, also to, to come out of where we come from and, uh, yeah, we're going to use this game and, you know, to redeem ourselves and uh, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a very physical game. Big and strong guys, you know, we have to be up for the fight. Usually important, you know, also to build the confidence again, you know, also looking forward into the future, you know, this can be a step for us. But like I said, it's not going to be easy games. Anyone, each and every African country, any country we're going to play is going to be difficult. The conditions is going to be difficult, but we have to we have to manage. We have to be strong. We have to stay together as a team. We have to be positive. And also as a nation, we have to stay positive and encourage everyone to do well. Mamelodi Sundowns' versatile midfielder Zungu had a great game earlier this year during a one-all draw against Nigeria. He'll play alongside Jali again tonight. He'll face the likes of Chiku Kuyate, the West Ham United midfield powerhouse, and is relishing the opportunity. Yeah, our main focus is Senegal now. You know, we spoke about what happened in Mauritania, and uh, we're focusing on Senegal. That's all. Obviously, we, it was a bad lose, and uh, we, we, we were disappointed, but we had to get over it. You know, life goes on. So, yeah. Yeah, man. As I just said, you know, um, the lose against Mauritania was very bad. You know, we we have to move on. There's no excuse. We have to, tomorrow. We have to go out for for a win. So, yeah. Have you guys able to watch the game against Namibia? They beat Namibia to nil at the weekend. No, we we haven't. Any plans to watch it? Uh, I don't know. That's the technical team's call. Only one player in the Senegalese national team plays club football on the African continent. That's goalkeeper Karim Ndiaye. Zungu has set his sights on moving to an overseas team and isn't renewing his contract with Sundowns for that very reason next year. Is excited that he's facing a star-studded Senegalese side. For me, for me, I love to play against those guys. You know, um, I gain a lot of experience and, uh, you know, to rub shoulders with European best players. So it's a good feeling and uh, I get motivated over that. But fun, I've never beaten the lines of Taranga before. This will be a seventh meeting between the two teams, having drawn one all in their last game at the AFCON in Equatorial Guinea earlier this year. Senegal have won two matches in a row, and they'll be meeting for a third time in the Nelson Mandela Challenge match. Mashaba says this is a must win. If you take that approach where you say it's a must, there's going to be pressure whether you like it or not. But there's no other way we can do it. It's a must win to redeem ourselves, you know. There's one article I read that says second chance within a short space of time to redeem ourselves with a positive writing I mean it's a very good thing we were happy about it and uh, pressure will always be there coming up next we unpack the squad with Mo Ali SAFM Sports Wrap Showed in the line by Mo Ali Mo looking at the side seven changes is it a bit of a knee-jerk reaction by Sheikh Mashaba? In some ways it is, John, because obviously uh, there would be some changes after a team had lost so badly by three goals to one against a team ranked 42 places below Bafana Bafana. But uh, having said that as well, in fairness to the other players who have been called up, and particularly those who have come all the way from Europe, uh, I think um, Sheikh Mashaba needs to give them an opportunity to show their worth as well. Because uh, can you imagine having uh, all the way from Europe and not getting a game uh, either as a substitute or starting? And I think... It's, 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 a, it's a good chance for Sheikh Mashaba 
to uh, shake up uh, his cards, as it were, and uh, give uh, the fringe players or the players who didn't start against Mauritania on Saturday an opportunity uh, to show their worth. He does. He has, however, kept the, the spine in uh, goalkeeper Itumalen Kune, central defender Anene Nonka, uh, central midfielder Andile Jali, and the striker Tamsanka Gabuza, and obviously just building around those four key players. We spoke about this this, this weekend ahead of that game. Is uh, Maybe it's time to stick with a solid captain. Do you think Kune, who's been named captain, is, is somebody to take the armband forever? Well, uh, he, he first of all needs to earn his place and he needs to uh, redeem himself for uh, the mistake he made uh, last Saturday when he gifted Mauritania the opening goal. And, uh, you know, he, he was the captain before he got injured. Uh, when, when Gordon Egerson was coach, uh, Itumalen Kune was the regular captain. And then he, he, he missed uh, quite a few games due to injury. And uh, then Sheikh Mashaba took over and he had this uh, rationale of uh, rotating the captaincy. But I think uh, Itumalen Kune, when, he, when he's on form, he obviously justifies his position and uh, hopefully... Uh, you know, the, the players can have something, somebody to lead them and somebody to steer the ship. And uh, Itumalen Kune, obviously, is, is the guy with the experience uh, to do that. Is Sheikh feeling the pressure? He's got mandates. He's got to do certain things. He obviously has to feel the pressure because particularly after Saturday's game, uh, when they lost to Mauritania, it's going to be very difficult for Bafana Bafana to qualify now uh, in a group that also contains Cameroon, and they've got to play Cameroon twice in the space of three or four days in March. And uh, already they've dropped points at home to uh, Gambia in, in Durban, and now losing to Mauritania away, and Cameroon have won both the games. So it's going to be very, very difficult now for Bafana Bafana to qualify for the Africa Cup of Nations in 2017. But his mandate when he was uh, appointed was to qualify the team for the 2018 and 2022 World Cups, which means he's got two huge games coming up in uh, November when they play Angola at home and away, and that's for the pre-qualifiers, and if Sheikh Mashaba doesn't win those two games, then he would have failed to deliver on his mandate, and uh, he's got to start building momentum now, and uh, you build momentum by winning games and performing well, and they haven't really done that of late, and uh, I think Sheikh Mashaba has, uh, he's, he's starting to feel uh, the, the pressure, and you can judge that by the kind of pithy comments that he's making uh, at press conferences. Oh, what was he saying? That even Jesus suffered at some point. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, he's been he's, uh, saying those kinds of things and also saying about talking about pressure. There's pressure at home uh, when you don't finish your food. Your wife's got to wonder where, where you, have you eaten before and all those kind of things. Mm. That, that really does uh, uh, betray a uh, lack of confidence possibly and the pressure that is starting to get to him because it is a, a really, really tough job. Uh, being coach of Bafana Bafana and I suppose national coach of any any uh, sport in South Africa because you've got to deliver all eyes are on you and uh, you know people are expecting lots more from our football team we qualified uh, we won the Nations Cup we qualified for the uh, 1998-2002 World Cups and then uh, now you know the, suddenly things haven't happened we didn't qualify for the last few Nations Cups so we qualified this time for the first time in many occasions uh, we haven't qualified for the last few World Cups so the pressure certainly is on football to uh, start returning to the big stage internationally. Let's talk about Pirates playmaker and Paul Kola making his international debut. The right man for the position? Well, you, you'll have to show this evening. He certainly has been in good form for Orlando Pirates uh, in the CAF Confederation Cup. He scored a few good goals as well. And, uh, you know, to, together with Bongani, Zungu, and uh, Dayton Klaassen in midfield and Sibu Siso Vilakazi up front, I think those guys will be hungry. And that's what you need sometimes, you know, where, where guys uh, don't feel that they, they're comfortable in the position. They've got nothing to prove. And yeah, you have players now like uh, Makola and uh, Dayton Klaassen particularly coming into the side and, uh, you know, with lots to prove. And let's just 
hope that they, they do the business, but it's not going to be easy against a very experienced uh, Senegalese side. And, and Senegal, uh, as are perhaps most West African sides, they are physically big. Mm. And uh, that, that could be a problem for the South Africans this evening. And the big thing, and uh, we mentioned it in, before we started speaking to you, is uh, only one player plays in the, on, Af- on the African continent. The rest of them are all overseas-based players. They're, they're pretty good quality. They're, they're top quality. I mean, if you look at Sadio Mane, for example, uh, scoring a, a very quick hat-trick for Southampton last year and was on the wanted list for Manchester United this season. Uh, you've got uh, Mami uh, Diouf uh, with Stoke City, scored a terrific goal against Manchester City last season. And, uh, you know, they, they really do have quality all around the pitch. Um, somehow, either they haven't been able to deliver when it, when it comes to the big occasions. They do have uh, former captain Alio Sise now in charge of the team, and uh, he seems to be getting the best out of them. They beat Namibia over the weekend in the Nations Cup qualifier in Vintuk, and uh, they really do, on paper, they've got a very, very strong side. Okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, who's going to win this one, and what's the scoreline? I think it's going to be a draw. They've uh, played two, uh, four draws already and there's six meetings, so it's probably going to be another draw and then a penalty shootout. Let's hope we get some goals as well, Nomo. That's what we're looking for, isn't it? Absolutely. We're, and, and hopefully at the right end as well, at the, end, <laughs> at the Senegalese end of the ground. Uh, let's just hope, uh, first of all, that the fans come out in the numbers and support, because obviously it mm. is the Nelson Mandela challenge, you know, in honor of a great man, a great leader, uh, one of the greatest leaders the world has seen. And uh, let's just hope that uh, the fans come out and honor the occasion and honor uh, the name of Nelson Mandela. That's at a great stadium as well. Mo Ali, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much indeed, John. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. Go along and support the team. It kicks off in uh, 20 seconds or so. So you've still got time. By the time you'll get there, there'll be a cover, a little bit of action on the go. Thanks very much for joining us. Show produced by Siobhan Chetty today. My name's John Carricker. Brad is back tomorrow bringing you all the sports wrap uh, from half past six. You'll also have sport for you in PM Live. You're with SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Time for the news at seven o'clock.